Welcome to the 16th edition of Spittin' Silver and Black. We're naming this show 16WR. These are the mini wide receivers and plethora of wide receivers that the Raiders have brought in this offseason. I'm your host, Kaylin Sokel, and I'm here with my co-host and the other host of the show, Anaya, how are you doing today, Anaya? What's up, everybody? I'm good, Kaylin. My name's Anaya. Go ahead and follow me at A-N-I-E-A-L-A-T-I-O-N. That's Annihilation on Instagram. And A-N-I-E-A-S-P-O-R-T-S on Twitter. You can uh, catch me and uh, Minnie. Oh, wait, he changed his... You changed your name last week, didn't you? Yeah, to two one Kaylin. You can catch me and 2-1 Kaylin uh, at the NBA Summer League live uh, this July 5th through the 15th, I believe. We will yes. be showcasing our talents um, as the media, and we'll be working at the Summer League this summer. So go ahead and catch us there. Check out our lives and uh, all of our journalistic content this this July. De- definitely. and. Um, this week in the summer league has been so busy. Uh, I have two summer courses. I am still a student at UNLV, and I work, and then I'm on top of that. I work at the summer league every single day with the production team over there. It's it's going to be so busy, but before we say too much about that, we have a great show lined up. For all of you Raider fans today, this is probably one of the most jam-packed shows we have had yet. I I always say that, but so I know I always say it, but this show is jam-packed. It it really is because we dive into a special unknown thing that Anaya doesn't even know about: how ESPN is offering a fundraiser for the draft next year. We have a stadium update for you. Big, huge stadium update. It's visible when you drive by it. And it will even make you even more excited. We talk about veterans and Raiders, how both of those mixed together, and what the Raiders Foundation did for the veterans this past week. We talk about the big news of the past week, how AEG Facilities is going to manage the Las Vegas Stadium. That's a big topic that you do not want to miss. It is It's the biggest topic. It made national headlines last week. You don't want to miss it. And we dive into about how players are praising other players, rookies are praising rookies, and how the chemistry, you know, I see the chemistry being built among two. I say it every week, of course, but you see it building among the rookies now. And we'll dive into one surging relationship that went public this past week. And then we go into how last season in Oakland, we always talk about the new. Why don't we talk about the old and what's soon going to be the past, which is 
the Oakland Alameda Coliseum. You know, I'm getting teary-eyed talking about it, about how <laughs> last season over there, how Gruden loves the dirt and everything. But this week, past week, Derek Carr spoke to 24-7 Sports about how he loves playing in the Coliseum. So we'll, we'll dive into all that. But before before we do, big news, of course. I'll I'll start off with the big headliner. AEG Facilities is going to manage Las Vegas Stadium. They operate dozens and dozens of facilities in the United States and internationally as well. They operate a T-Mobile Arena. They operate Staples Center in LA. They operate the Coliseum in Oakland. They also manage the KSC Yum Center, one of the busiest and best venues in all of college sports in Louisville, Kentucky. They manage the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, where the NBA Draft takes place yearly. They also manage Target Center in Minneapolis, the LA Convention Center, and as I said, international properties as well, like in properties in Sweden, Australia, Germany, Italy, among other places, as well as the soon-to-be former Oracle Arena. They bring in concerts, venues, and people of all different types into Enria to book it, and they have a book so far in advance that you can't miss, you can't skip any events there because they have it booked up for the next five years. And a lot, a lot of that information came from Rick Vallada of the Las Vegas Review Journal about the properties and how AEG is going to manage the stadium. They're going to manage guest services, event ops, booking, all that. And it's, it's going to be great for Raiders because they get someone who can book for them and who is a trusted partner with everyone in the community because everyone knows them, everyone works together with them, and they know they already know what type of people they're getting into having worked with them in the past. It's really a marriage that is taking place and the Raiders really like them enough working with them in Oakland that they're going to be working with them with their own stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, I think that's a a really good partnership for the Raiders, uh, again, in Oakland, as well as here in the Las Vegas Stadium. Um, As you mentioned already, uh, AEG has a long list of accolades and accounts that they've already um, managed. So my first thought when I hear the name, the the initials AEG, excuse me, acronym AEG, when I hear that name, I automatically just can picture... Uh, my concert ticket for uh, the Rihanna and Travis Scott when I was 16. And I remember going to another show and actually seeing AEG. I actually, mm, my concert tickets to the Millennium Tour this year at the K uh, the KFC Yum Center in Louisville had AEG on them. So um, this, this company, uh, the facilities, they will oversee the hiring and training process um, full time 
for the stadium. They'll be planning uh, for the stadium, executing the grand opening, um, looking at the schedule for the events, uh, along with managing guest services, event operations, booking, security, ticketing, financing, and along with that, human resources. So I think that um, AEG taking on that responsibility and partnering with uh, the stadium, that way we're giving jobs. That's way we're guaranteeing that the facilities are being monitored by a company with legitimacy and a record. Um, AEG uh, said in a statement released on Polestar.com, we're honored to have the opportunity to partner with one of sports, get this, sports, most recognizable, successful, and iconic international brands. And with a city known as the sports and entertainment capital of the world in a stadium destined to set new standards for the fan experience that will be created. AEG facilities president Bob said in a statement. He said also, in addition, the addition to Las Vegas stadium and to our global stadium network will provide immediate opportunities to bring new high profile events to Las Vegas to take advantage of the new incredible stadium and a city that knows how to deliver the best in class experience in events, close quote. Now he note, I put emphasis on high profile events. So high profile events, and they have existed in Las Vegas in the past. We have Billboard. We have different music festivals. We have Life is Beautiful or Rock in Rio. But we've never, Las Vegas has never had a Super Bowl. Las Vegas has never hosted a draft. But all those things will change in, the, in a, a short time of six months. Six months. Um, this year will be over. And then in this, in the next following year, 2020, all those things will be made possible. And another thing that I put emphasize emphasis on was this, the new fan, the standard fan experience that will be created. And Las Vegas always does everything best in its class. So I think that the relationship and the partnership works very well as the Raiders and AEG's goal is to give fans, people who are paying for paying into an experience, giving them their best return on their investment. Yeah, and they're already experienced doing it. It's good to get someone who's experienced into the stadium and who works with across all the nation is they can have contracts with Rihanna and all these other singers, musicians, concerts, and different sports. They can have all these relationships within a contract saying, here's your two dates for here, here's your two dates for here, here's your two dates for here. Sign up because you'll be paid top dollar, you'll be at every single place, and everyone will get to see you, and you'll make out. They can advertise like this because, I mean, you can't do much better than the KSCM Center, the Barclays Center, Staples Center, and uh, the newest and fanciest stadium in the world, the $1.8 billion Raiders Stadium. You can't do much better than that. And they're, they're known for that. And for the Raiders to bring them in, 
again is amazing. And it's you were talking about how Bob Newman, the president of AEG, said, I mean, for him to call Las Vegas already the capital of international brands and the most recognized city of the world entertainment capital of the world and praising it as highly as he did, he said the stadium will set new standards. Now, think of this. Paul McCartney was just here. A lot of people loved him from the Beatles. They went to see him. You have all these older stars, but then you have these kind of newer hip-hop stars, like some people don't like them, but like Lady Gaga, you have Rihanna, you have uh, J. Cole, you have all these new age people, as you can tell, I'm not that much into music, but they can bring in these people, and it will set new standards, because Imagine how many people you can fit into that stadium. A lot of people can come out like they never could in a T-Mobile sit 20,000 max in a concert. You have seats and everything. The stadium, you can fit in more people and it'll be better the monetary value of these and everything. It'll attract more people because more people can go and it'll be a little more reasonable because the seats are further away as well as some of them, but what it attracts people to Vegas and some who have never come, like you said, they'll attract events like the Super Bowl and those types of events. And Las Vegas wants NCAA, March Madness, Final Four. They don't just want to be a regular old round of 64 site. They want to be one of these sites for the final for the championship and AEG can help them do that. And, and like Kaylin, you're actually KSCM Center. You're discounting. So there's a 65,000 seat multi-purpose domed venue and you're discounting the outside courtyard area uh, that will include the fan experience for the, the fans who are, who can't get inside, but still want to support. It's going to be a whole outside area. That, that's interesting. I, I never thought of that. I, I totally discounted that. But it's, it's, it's going to bring in more people. It's, it's big. I'm, I, don't know, I don't know what else to say. Because it's another great step for a great Raiders future in a new city that they'll call home for the long haul in Las Vegas. It's not going to be like LA where they call it for one year, home for one year, but it's Las Vegas where they'll call it home for the next 50 plus years. And it's home. And AEG is my partner with them. The term limits were announced, but they'll be across the majority of the lifespan because they're that big of a company. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just a good look on. I think it's a great look on all on all parts on all. This is a good partnership for the city, and with them already uh, already bringing uh different uh high profile events to the city already. Um, the Las Vegas this and now adding it to the Las Vegas Stadium. Man. 
great party. Another level. Yes, yes, and like I said, the Vegas is on the upper echelon. Uh, and I'm looking at the uh, the picture of the stadium right now, and you guys all know that Kaylin and I broadcast out of Vegas, and I'm looking at this picture, and from what I see, the framing work. I drove past it today, and when you don't, when you're on that freeway, when you're on the 15, and you're looking at it. You're in you're you don't even want to look at the road halfway. Like if I can pull over and stop and look at it every time, I I would. Um unfortunately same here, same here. Yeah, like don't you just want to stop in traffic? But I, I tend to I tend to slow up a little bit on that stretch. <laughs> on that stretch past in the stadium. You're, you're reading my mind, you're doing the same thing as I do. Yes, and like you can see you can see all sides of it coming from Henderson going uh, northbound and looking at that stadium in awe. You can, I'm looking at it right now. Like I said, I see like the, the finished product and it's right on track with how it's looking. The whole framework of the stadium is up basically. Basically I see from what I see, I see the whole crown, the whole um, body, the frame, the structure. I see the the window that's going to be opening i see stands i see where they're they're already putting in different stands yeah yeah because if i if i can interject here you can see the concourse even you can kind of see the rough outline of it. you can see where those vendors are going to be it's you can see the actual stadium coming into form it's not just steel walls it's you can see the actual concrete there with places that are going to soon be the vendors, be the inhabitants of the stadium. You can see it coming into form more than ever now. Yes. Um, and and they have said reportedly, you know, we're we're keeping you guys on all of the stadium updates and the stadium is set to be on track on track with the initial ending date um and they they said that they're on sequence the schedule is in sequence to be on the right date so we haven't even with all the the budget additions and they're taking they're taking all the construction workers and contractors are taking a lot of time with this stadium and they're taking their time they're making sure that Everything is up to the right code, even in their checking and, and reinforcing issues that could could come up now, um, that come up now, rendering them now so they, they're not affecting the process later. It seems like they're what, what they have done is they've taken it every day by day and tackled all of the issues that have came up, but continue to press forward. Um, so another update. To, to continue with the process and to just keep working, keep moving, the Raiders are no not only working on just the framework of the stadium, as that is important. Um, they're to motivate the process. Um, they're doing different things on the interior work, um, as far as paints, finishes. These tasks would normally come towards the end of the project, the project, but to give the workers. And all the people who have hands in assisting and working on this project, um, they're focusing on little things to keep the vision going 
and to keep everybody motivated. So you really start to see everything come together. And also they're adding um, not just two locker rooms. They, they decided to put four um, because you mentioned already, Kaylin, that uh, they are definitely, the stadium uh, is definitely trying to partner with, you know, NCAA. So um, for different tournaments that come, they'll have ample room for all the teams to sit uh, and, and place and prep in their locker rooms. Um, the, they'll actually, they have these um, different like rails, like ramps. Um, and the teams will be able to drive through the a field tray opening into, and then they'll go into a tunnel that goes directly to their locker rooms. Pedestrian traffic will also be carried over the tunnel um, down the escalator. So there'll be no vehicle pedestrian conflicts. And they're also um, been installing 13 rails, different rails on each side of the trays uh, and will be guided into place for the different games. Um, also, another phase of construction are these truss installations and at not T-U-R-U-S-S-T, but T-U-R-S-S installations on the north and south ends of the stadium and they'll be installed like in a it'll be it'll be easier to explain (laughs) once you'll see it uh, or you can look up different photos on images but they're going to put these different frames um by the 80 by 215 foot lanai doors and the installation will be aided with a temporary scoffling that will be removed after the trusses are in place. So they're putting all of their best foot, they're putting their foot best foot forward and their best efforts to ensure that um, everything is going to be safe, architecturally sound. I mean, the, the crews have already been preparing the steel cables that will be a part of the roof and they don't even have a roof, you know, <laughs> not yet. So yeah, do you mind if I kind of interject here? Because yeah, yeah. the Lanai doors, it's, Think of this. It's not. It's an open air stadium because those are not doors open. If you think of Hawaii, if you even think of Las Vegas, people have lanai doors, so they'll open to let the air in. And the glass that they have over the top, they don't want it on the field directly on the field because it's going to be too hot. It gets to 117 degrees here some days, and that's the reason why they have these lanai doors that they can open, let it in. But the glass that they have is meant to keep out the heat. And it's meant to let the sunlight in. So they have natural light while keeping the heat out. And it's that part is good because it keeps down on costs for the stadium for the Raiders. And that's that's smart for them. And these people who are working the architecture ex construction workers that are on the project they talk about how much they love working there i've met a few they're super stoked that they're the first ones and they're the ones who built the foundation of it and to give back owner mark davis for the raiders he's been to las vegas he's practically stays in las vegas now he's been at several las vegas aces games the wnba team here and but more importantly, he's fed the workers on the project. He's been over there several times to feed them lunch, 
and to give lunch, to meet and greet them and everything, because it means so much to him that he's the one doing this for the Raiders. I mean, he wouldn't be able to do it without the construction workers, as he said. He's so happy that it's coming into mold that everyone's there working on it. He's, he wants to give back to them, and so he feeds them every now and then. And they have events there, like giving pets to service animals, not pets, service animals, to the veterans. They gave a veteran from Vietnam, Kenneth Brooks, a pet. They gave Dwayne Rucker, a veteran of Desert Storm with the U.S. Marines, a pet. The pets, Shadow and Bandit Bear, they gave these in honor of the servicemen. The Raiders care about the community, the Raiders care about the stadium, and they want to showcase the brand new stadium that they're doing. I mean, AEG is going to be a big part of that, but they're not only showcasing the workers, the stadium, as it's so close to the highway, but they're showcasing all of what they can do on that land on their intersection and right across from the Las Vegas Strip alongside Russell and Al Gore Drive. They want to showcase it, and they're doing it in the right way. And the Raiders Foundation paid for those service animals, paid fine veterans fund for those, and it's it's great to see the Raiders give back to the community in another way. They get they don't just give back to me; they give back to the workers. They give back to everyone. They have tours for the media members, and they really want to showcase it to everyone because they're so proud of what is coming and what is to be in their new era in Las Vegas. Because it's not for one year. It's for tens, maybe even hundreds of years that the Raiders are going to be in Las Vegas. You don't just build a $1.8 billion stadium to be here one year or to leave early in the contract. Mark Davis is proud of it, and so are the workers, and he's proud of how everyone's coming together and how the stadium and the people and how he can connect different people at one place. He's so proud of that, and the organization as a whole is. And that's why the alumni is so big. The Raiders family, as everyone knows, isn't just confined to him and his small group of people in the Raiders organization. It's to the workers. It's to the fans. It's to their former players. It's to you and I. It's to the media members. To everyone involved the Raiders that the Raiders call their family. And that's why it's Raider Nation, not just Raiders fans. Yeah, it's a whole nation. Across, obviously, not just across the nation, but across the map. You know, um, as we are, the Raiders are playing two of their um, two. Well, how many games do they have in one season? How many games do the Raiders have in one season? Yeah. Well, they have eight, at least eight home games. Well, at least eight, and so two of those away games will be not even in the U.S. <laughs> so I'm so excited to see them 
Um, they're going to be playing. I, the I know. I mean, yeah, as you said earlier, you look at that stadium, I drive by it, and I drove by that one day before Nick Akers uh, tweeted out that they were installing those Lanai doors and I mean, the trusses for those Lanai doors. And I was wondering, hmm, what is that? Because I saw a piece of steel stretch from side to side, and you can finally see everything come together. I drive by it, as I said earlier. I'm like, I can see the stadium now. I can see how they build it. I can see the concessions. I can see where the fans are going to be. I can see all that. And it's so nice to see from the outside in because it's very intricate the way that they're doing it. Yes. Um, I think that just seeing like the actual getting like the steel, everything um, set up, uh, get the doors, the lights, actually seeing the words. Las Vegas Stadium in Las Vegas. I mean, it only took what? It it took barely a year to do um, T-Mobile. And we didn't think that was going to be here the year it was. And then it, we just turned around and it just popped up. And we take we take a, a freeway route every day. So we see that stadium every day. And it gets just it just changes. It it, it gets bigger and more um more complex. And as the years go by, um we'll be able to look at a, at a place where there once was no stadium in uh and that's what I appreciate most. I appreciated the time when we didn't have this, so I'm so uh gratefully uh appreciated and um much love to the city of Las Vegas for um just transforming our city. Um the in the words of Twitter, uh, I'm seeing a lot uh um I'm seeing a lot of just tweets about Las Vegas and how it's on the rise. How do you feel about Las Vegas on um changing as a culture and just the city on the up and up? Well, believe it or not, I when I had a teacher in middle school that lived here, I asked her first thing, how far are you away from the Luxor and all that? I'm like, because I at that time like what is it called? Because, you know, I've, I was only here once at that time. And she's like, oh, the strip. I'm like, yeah, how often do you go? Because I imagine you go a lot since you live there. She's like, I don't, I don't go there that often. It's, it, I live here, but I don't go that often. And it kind of opened my eyes. It's like, what do locals do there? I mean, they don't go to the strip. That's the only thing that's there. But when I took a trip in 2015 to, Las Vegas, right at the peak of when they were building what looked to be a rodeo coliseum, because at that time, I'm like, huh, what are they building in Las Vegas? It was before I did research on what they actually are building, but I'm like, what are they building? Rodeo coliseum? They should look, the mobile looks like that. And, but they built a sports facility and to see the transformation of Vegas from kind of the outside in point, it, it's really changed. And the way everyone views it, it's not just the strip. There's sports gambling. 
which has become so big and so popular, especially with the new law, New Jersey having more bets wagered than Las Vegas. And but it's not just that; it's the teams behind that. It's WNBA, NHL. It's soon to be Major League Soccer, NFL. As I said, soon to be NBA. It's it's really grown to a sports becca, and you can see the focus change, kind of shift away from seeing the focus of the step up to diversify the economy, to bring in sports, to bring in Google, having bringing in a little service plant in Henderson. It you see the transformation into spreading its wings, saying, "We're a big city now. We can get these teams because that's who Las Vegas is." And that's what Las Vegas is going to do in the future. And I, before I moved here, I'm like, Summerlin stretches that far? Like, it opened my eyes. It's, it's right next to Red Rock, and they're building closer to Red Rock now. And Red Rock is feeling so busy. And national parks uh, are endless here. There's Red Rock. You can go to the Grand Canyon. There's so many areas to drive around here. In national parks. It's not just the strip anymore. There's places outside the strip. There's a new state park, Sloan Mountain, Sloan Canyon, and Henderson. And Summerlin is growing. Henderson is growing. These suburbs, these master plan communities are growing. And sports are growing along with it. The Aviators, AAA affiliate of the Oakland Athletics, put their ballpark in Summerlin. And you see the expansiveness of it. Like the Golden Knights, they have facility in Summerlin. Now they're building one in Henderson. And you can see how much and how big sports are to the city. People are migrating to hockey. People are falling in love with hockey and starting to play because of the Golden Knights. It'll happen with the Raiders as well because. Once they become ingrained in the community, people see what they do and they want to do it themselves. And you can see these families congregate around it and they bring in the masses to these mining games because they become so popular because of the sports team's involvement in the city. It changes the whole mindset of the city and it's really the inner workings of the city behind the scenes of these sports teams. Don't just think of it as a sports team itself. There's youth camps, youth groups, youth teams, youth leagues that play hockey, play football because of these teams, and they see them do it, and they want to do it themselves. And the parents are so excited because their kids are getting out of the house, and these teams are involved in those small things. It's special to see. It is really unique. I didn't see that in Cleveland, but seeing when teams move here, it's very unique to see because some people say, without the Knights, I would have never played hockey. Without seeing the Raiders, I would never have watched an NFL game. Yeah. City. And um, just like with adding this, uh, adding different teams, sports is becoming uh, a high focus 
um, in the community for children. Um, as they're opening different complexes for sports for each team. Um, now the Knights have already decided to open uh, ice um, hockey facility um, with with the Raiders coming. I know that they'll most likely open up some kind of practice facility, junior practice facility for um, high school kids to go and practice in a field uh, that's dynamic and sponsored by the Raiders in their off season. I'm pretty sure um, the aviators and the lights, well, and the aces are going to follow suit as well. Um, as in, and talk about more events, um, the All Star, the All Star game for the uh, WNBA is going to be hosted by the Aces in only their second season. So we're going to have. We're bringing um, Las Vegas is bringing All Star back, as you know. Um, the NBA said they never come back to All Star in Vegas due to I think they came early two thousands um, or, or yeah early- yeah the to- it was had the Thomas and Mac and they had neon lights all over it was a spectacle to see it was crazy from people who were there who were working with the NBA in conjunction with that they said it was crazy and. They wish it would happen again. They said that. Yes, but it it happened to be crazy. Um, Las Vegas, that was, Las Vegas wasn't initially used to an event at that kind of caliber. Um, so the, the strip was wild. The strip was really wild. Um, but with a better facility, uh, with a better facility, um, they're here for Summer League. So um, them bringing the WNBA All-Star to Las Vegas. Like I said, this is only going to be their uh, second season, the Aces. Um, And if you want to go ahead and get tickets for that, it's going to be July 26th and the 27th. And it will be in at the Mandalay Bay. Yes, please go support the WNBA because the first game that the Las Vegas Aces played here in Las Vegas, attracted over 7,000 people. Now they attracted like half that because of how much they have lost their roughly a five. They're pretty good in the WNBA, but and they just got the number one draft. Exactly two years in a row, and the number one player in the WNBA in previous years was Team Buzz, and. East Coast supports them. Even LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, these players show up to their Dwayne Wade because of they support the WNBA. The NBA cares about the WNBA. Everyone wants to see it succeed. Women, women's basketball has grown. And women's basketball is just as exciting as men. And if people tell you differently, don't believe them because when you watch them play, they try their best, they hustle, they play. Bill Lambeer, former NBA player, is the coach is the coach of Las Vegas Aces, and these players play their heart out, and you can see that day in and day out they play for very little money. Six figure paychecks are the highest they make, and that's nothing. 
when you're on the road when you're traveling. They don't even fly charters. They fly commercial jets. Some of them spend 16 hours a day traveling. It's a rough life in the WNBA. Some people and some players play overseas for part of that year because they need the money. But the WNBA, I've talked with Jim Ball, a former women's coach at, you know, the Lady Rebels coach, one of the most successful in history, and he, he has endless stories about how the Lady Rebels, how women's basketball is so exciting, and how these players in the WNBA with the Aces really care and have a mentality of winning, and he's really talked about their grind and how a lot of players don't get the respect they need when they should get the respect they need. And we're out here to tell you to go to the WNBA All-Star Weekend in Las Vegas. We're telling you to do this because they play basketball too. It's not just the men. It's the women too. Yeah, I think that the women need more respect, you know, uh, under they don't get the same pay but they have the same passion you know and sports sports really don't have a gender um the game sports is a is a common ground level ground um playing field for everybody equal for everyone equal opportunity so um we we, we can get more into that but i i just do think that uh Women need to be allocated more respect in uh, sports industry. Yes, and with that, we're going to take a break here, and we're sitting silver and black on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network on SB Nation. SB Nation. We'll right back. Spitting Silver and Black will be right back. Welcome back to Spitting Silver and Black on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network on SB Nation. I'm your host, Nyan Faya, and Kaylin has a special Spitting Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network exclusive, exclusive sports update. Now, I want to note to you guys, Kaylin has not disclosed this information to me. So you're going to be hearing my initial reaction. He decided to keep this information from me for about a week now. So without further ado, Kaylin, the floor is yours. Okay. So, I was catching up on Raiders News this week, and I looked up, and ESPN, as part of the Jimmy V Foundation of, for Cancer Research, they were offering a fundraiser for fans for them to have a chance to announce the selection of the Raiders during next season's draft in Las Vegas. You what? Would attend the draft. You meet the NFL broadcast team and take a VIP behind the scenes tour of the network's broadcast production compound in Las Vegas. It's an eBay auction. As of last night, the bidding was, as of last night, July 1st at 7 p.m., the bidding was at $2,500. You can bid through July 10th as, as well as an eBay auction, but for any fan who wants to be and be a first team and see inside the organization of the Raiders and the NFL, I would highly recommend for you to do that right away. That's crazy. 
So they're so they're offering the fans to to name the person who they're explain it again. So ESPN to the Jimmy V Foundation in partnership okay. with the Raiders and the NFL, they're offering a chance for a fan to announce one of these selections during next season's draft in Las Vegas. They're giving them a whole VIP tour and everything, but they're giving a fan a chance to announce a selection in Las Vegas at the draft for all for cancer research. Wow. So it won't be the commissioner. I've never seen I've never seen anyone besides the commissioner introduce a draft pick. So that's really cool. Great news, Kalen. And you said that they partner they're partnering with the Raiders. So so Jimmy V and ESPN are only partnering with the Raiders for this next season draft pick. I I I believe so. I I looking it back up. I no matter what, they're having people announce a draft pick in Las Vegas because it's the Raiders' first season and they want to give a special fan the opportunity of a lifetime. That's crazy. That's really big. And that has been our SB Nation exclusive. Great job, Kaylin, because I didn't know that. Yeah, it's an SB's auction and they're they're going all out because they want to support cancer research and they they want people to announce a selection at the podium and everything else because it's special for the team and you get to attend the draft and all it's they don't say whether it's a first-round pick, but they say, or if it's the Raiders, but they say, you get announced to take in Las Vegas. This is very special if you're a Raiders fan, because it's not just any city like Los Angeles. It's a city where an NFL team and a draft has never been held in the wildest city in the nation, in Las Vegas. You can go to ebay.com slash ESPN to enter the bidding and it it's just insane the city of las vegas is just gonna boom i can't wait for the for the gridiron to be laid out for the actually you can you'll be able to hear music oh my god sunday is gonna be terrible the traffic is gonna be so bad the, Ooh. So, for you guys who don't know, we've mentioned this in, on the show before, but Las Vegas has made so many adjustments to the city and the landscape of the city and the transit system. We constantly have freeways locked down. We constantly are doing construction on the streets, the highways, uh, the interstates, um, just to make room for all of the families, fans, and uh, affiliates, players, personnel who are going to be moving when the team relocates to Las Vegas. It's crazy how we've really rolled out 
pulled out all the stops to ensure the best possible move, you know? Yeah, and it's really cool to see that they do that, and the team is giving, as I know Joe said on Q&A with your boy Q and Joe Rigo, check out that podcast of theirs. He said that the team gave the team personnel, players, and everyone involved a list of places that they recommend moving to in Las Vegas in case they've never looked at a place yet here. And that just speaks about how big of a franchise changing who this is and how it's going to impact a lot of people. But it's going to bring a lot of jobs to Las Vegas and more people. And it's going to be really nice because I, uh, it, of course, that's so cliche of me to say now, but it, it's true because these teams and the city, you've never seen them partner like this before. They partner, but they're not just sold on one team, whereas Las Vegas is sold on the Raiders because it fits them. It's a perfect match. You have the Raider FCS as one, and they're known to be kind of that rough and tumble team in the public eye and perception. And Las Vegas is known to be the rough and tumble city with craziness added to it. And it's a perfect marriage between the two, if you ask me. A beautiful marriage. A beautiful marriage. Um, so a lot of uh, talks been going on about every team in the NFL and their three uh, strongest um, competitors. Well, well, before we say that, I I just like to say, have a quick rundown, quick, fast, two minute rundown of a couple spotlights on a team this past week. Atlanta Falcons former pass rusher Hall of Famer Chuck Smith helped both Max Crosby, a fifth-round pick of the Raiders this past season, and Arden Key out. Now, here are these stats of Chuck Smith. He appeared in 105 games, started 89, 322 tackles, 270 solo, 58 and a half sacks, three interceptions, returned one for a touchdown, and helped Atlanta reach Super Bowl XXX, Triple X, Triple I. And he became known as one of the league's most talented defensive ends. Helping out a player like Max Crosby, who the franchise envisions as next Ted Hendrick, according to 24-7 Sports. And Arden Key out, because they're both going to be franchise changers on the D-line. It's really nice to see that, because one player and one Hall of Famer teaching two players who the Raiders envision big things for is huge for the players and the organization. Yeah. It's it's huge for both of them as well. And what what do you make of Chuck Smith helping out Crosby and Arden Key out? Give give your two second thoughts, I guess. Um like I said, um last week I think that we were uh talking about um what player were we talking about who was really helping out in the transmitting program hmm what was his name 
It wasn't Glennon. Well, there was a player last week who we spoke about. Um, was it Colton Miller? It could have been, yeah. Was it, was it him who I was talking about um, who was helping out the other um, – I think it was Colton Miller who was helping out – was it Cable? Cable? Tom Cable, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So how I was telling, how I was speaking about how Tom Cable was helping uh, Colton Miller and uh, the other players um, get more uh, well-rounded to the off the the uh, the Gruden style of uh, offense. Same same for this situation. Um, our players with experience have to step up to the plate and initiate their their critiques, their criticism, and their training and, and, and admit their experience onto uh, players who haven't been in this situation before or who have, but not for a long time. So um, I, I adore when players step up to the plate and feel the niche where and feel the void that their coach may have left off for them or noticing that, all right, my my brother, my teammate is uh, lacking in this area, showing them the way, not only to benefit them as a player for their for their game, but for uh, a good season. Okay, uh, that that's a great take. Now on to our next topic of our special segment and new segment of the rundown. So, Josh Jacobs talked about how um, Renfro is serious about how he's going to be really good. Now, Josh Jacobs is from Alabama. Hunter Renfro is from Clemson. And they play each other in the national championship game for a couple years. And Hunter Renfro responded and said, I'm not the biggest guy. I'm not the fastest. But I feel like I can outthink people at times. I think that's such a big part of the game that people don't realize. He sounds like a Wes Welker, as I said in previous episodes, sounds like a Wes Welker slot guy. He's, he fits that mold, but he fits that leadership mentality that even though he's not might not be the best player out there, he thinks he can beat them in other ways and outthink players. That's using his brain, and that's going to help out the Raiders tremendously because if you have a guy with a huge chip on his shoulder and thinking he can beat these other guys up, the Raiders have a guy who's there to compete and who's there to win a job and win you games. He's going to be a grinder for the Raiders, just seeing his statement. And Josh Jacobs praising him, a first-round pick praising a lower-round draft pick of the Raiders is another sight to see because these players already built chemistry among each other, and they both know that each other and they need each other to be good this next season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the due to this last season, Oakland, I'm and uh we're down. We'll talk more about it next week, but we'll give you a sneak peek. This week Carr said, One more year in the Coliseum, let's make some even better memories. He he posted that with a photo of the Steelers versus Raiders, and this is according to 
247heavy.com, Austin Boyd as well. And he had his best game against the Sears this past year. 73.5% completion percentage for 320 yards and two TDs. Now, if that's not good, and playing in the Coliseum one more year, Carr is there to win. Just like Renfro, I just said, they're there to win for you guys, for the fans, and to make it memorable because they're not there to having one foot in uh, one foot in Oakland. They have everything in Oakland right now, and they still want to compete. John Gooden said he loves the infield of the baseball stadium, and and that's just there to say we win, we need to win, and we're in Oakland, we need to win for the city of Oakland. We need to give them something memorable, we need something to remember us by, and they're out there to compete every second this past year. Yeah, they're going to continue to play at the Ring Central Coliseum. Um, actually, the Coliseum was just incorporated uh, Ring Central into his name uh, a few weeks ago, and it's been the home of the Raiders since '95. Yeah, and they need to they need to make it memorable for the fans because they created so many memories there this past year that they need to expand and further get the fans to support the team, and they need to make have the sign to get excited about for the next season in Las Vegas, but more importantly, they need to give the fans something to hang their hat on the Raiders and to usher them out in a great way, and you do that by winning. That's how you bring fans to the games, and fans are going to come because it's last in Oakland, but fans are going to come because you win, and that's what the Raiders plan to do in their last season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, now, as Anaya was saying earlier, we have um, lately, in the NFL, they've been speaking about, um, just across the board, the three top contenders will be the best players for the 2019 season based on training camp and what we've seen from the players in the 2018 season. Um, my three, I'm going to take away. Um, and we are allowed to um, use nominate players that have not played yet. Um, I'll go ahead and say Maurice Hurst. Rodney Hudson and Garyon Conley. With um my number one, uh, I'll go with even though he got hurt, I'll go with Maurice Hurst. Okay, those are pretty solid options, but I'm kind of totally on the opposite pole, and I, I'm thinking. My third is Jonathan Abram. I've been thinking about this for a long time. But targeting safety and his mentality that he brings to the games day in and day out is going to be one who's ready to compete on the field and lay it all out for the fans on the field. He's going to become a fan favorite sooner or later, and he's going to be one player you don't want to miss. Number two, this player. Of course, I'm writing 
Derek Carr is number two. Now, before you say why he's not number one, well, Derek Carr now has everything at his hand, everything he needs to succeed, and he's shown he can succeed. At past that's why he's getting paid like he is $25 million a season. Used to be the number one quarterback, highest paid before these crazy contracts over $30 million for Russell Wilson are being handed out. And people are investing in quarterbacks, but Derek Carr is the focal point of the team. He's the heart and soul of the team, and he's going to be that one player who's going to make the Raiders win or lose this year. But my assumption, again, I'm assuming, I'm speculating, Derek Carr is going to win for the Raiders next year. Number one. Now, it's obvious. Antonio Brown, come on. He's... Uh, He's my greater Raider because, and number one player this next year is going to make a difference because he's going to lay and load off every single other receiver and tight end that the Raiders have, and he's going to be that one game changer for the Raiders that they've needed for a while now because he's going to be the focal point of the team, and he's going to be the heart and soul of the team, and he's going to help Derek Carr and alleviate the pressure off him. Derek Carr has a wide receiver he can trust. Derek Carr trusts, and Antonio Brown trusts Derek Carr to the point where he's going to make plays for him. He's going to lay it all out on the field for him. And this is one team he really wanted to be traded to, and he's happy to be there. And Raiders, you guys got yourself a great wide receiver this next year. I agree with you. I think that car is going to um, make more moves this season. Um, he's he's developing more as a all really well rounded quarterback, captain, and player. But you know, Gary Ann Conley, you know, fresh out of your out of your hometown, Ohio. He was drafted in what, twenty seventeen? It wasn't it was kind of a slow start. Um, but then you know, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC West. And I think he's a top cornerback. And he's a top player for our roster. Um, it's 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 too much to honestly say. I believe that he should be making a Pro Bowl appearance this this season. Um, and they've added a lot of talent to help him out too. Um, Trey Trayvon Mullen, Isaiah Johnson, who are only going to add uh to the team and take a lot of note uh from Gary on. I mean, he's 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 always gonna draw the opponent's best wide receiver out. You know, he he had a breakout season in 2019. You know, he played against Tyree Kill and Antonio Brown. You know, and he shut them down. Now he's playing with Antonio Brown, so you can only think about the uh, IQ that he's gonna go up with um, Antonio Brown being the the guy that you're looking for, but he's actually on your team now and he can offer you so much insight because he's played with the entire NFL or against the entire NFL. And that is why Garyon Conley is my great rater and number one pick for this season for the roster. Okay. Uh, that's, that's a very good greater Raider and number one player this season. And he, he very well might have a breakout because of more people around him helping him out. And 
alleviate some of the pressure off him. He'll he'll definitely be one of the game changers for the Raiders and that the Raiders expect him to be. Yeah. And got big shoes to fill. Oh, exactly, exactly. And so I, I so that's all we have for you today. Folks, thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And this has been a special 16th wide receiver edition show for you fans. And this has been the 16th edition of Spitting Server and Black from the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network, powered by SBNA. The Raiders are coming to Las Vegas, baby. You are listening to Spitting Silver and Black on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network on SB Nation.